Greetings. We are here with another episode. This will actually be a little bit shorter than our normal episodes. This is going to be just a conversation with Dr. Brahm as she has come back to us this week from a trip to Guatemala with another organization to help out with uh, pets and vaccines and surgeries there. So we'll have her give a full detail of that. Again, uh, my name is Tim Wheaton. I'm the office manager here at Alicia Pet Care Center, a state-of-the-art animal hospital in Mission Viejo, California. We're happy you're here listening to our podcast, so let's get right to this episode. We are now here with Dr. Brahm, who has just recently returned to us from 10 days in Guatemala with Veterinarians International. Can you, Dr. Brown, welcome first. Hi, welcome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, well, tell us, because I'm, I'm not naming this program. I know I got the Veterinarians International part right, but can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the title and uh, how they originally came to you with this or how you discovered this program? Yeah, so Veterinarians International I've been involved with for just a few short months, um, but it's been definitely a very life-changing experience getting involved with them. Um, a few months ago, I spoke to a friend um, just talking about you know wanting to go abroad, doing some uh, veterinary work in another country, and she had mentioned um, uh, someone to me named Scarlett Magda, who's the founder of Veterinarians International, and she gave me her email address to get in touch with her and see if I can get involved. So right away, um, I did get involved. Um, she asked me to come on the trip to Guatemala, which just happened um, about just a few days ago. I actually came back. Um, so I went ahead and went on this trip. And Veterinarians International partners with um, an organization called The GAP, which stands for the Global Alliance uh, of Animals and People. And they have been actually in Guatemala at this village called Toto Santos for the last seven years. Um, so the program is pretty well set up over there. Um, every year, things run a little bit smoother. And I think this year was, you know, one of their best years um, in terms of um, the volume of vaccines and the volume of uh, spays and neuters we did and how well we all work together. So Vets International has partnered with them for the last two or three years Um to just give them some more help, um, provide, you know, some extra team members um, and just make the whole thing a lot smoother. So you sent an email to them, you got involved, and I know you did some work here before you left to try to get some involvement going from the animal hospital, from our clients, etc. And were all of the veterinarians bringing in kind of a uh a backing system with them into the group, and how did that end up being delivered to the organization, like the little bake sale that we did mm -hmm. consistently? Yeah, so everyone fundraised um, primarily through their own clinics, um, and of course also through family and friends, um, so that's the way I approached it too. I just kind of um, spoke with all, everyone I know, um, asked if they wanted to help contribute to the cause, um, and all the funds that we raised went towards um, all the supplies that go into running a spay-neuter clinic as well as a vaccine clinic. Um, so the funds went to the Global Alliance for Animals and People as well as Vets International to help get the whole thing going. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, because I know I've never been to Guatemala. I know a lot of people have never been to Guatemala. Can you tell us a little bit, describe the setting and how you were 
set up there with living and as well as what the clinic kind of was like and what the uh, area around you was like. Mm-hmm. So you land in Guatemala City, and from there you take a seven-hour bus ride to Toro Santos. Uh, lots of winding roads, and you're going up, um, you know, lots of mountains. Um, the elevation of Toro Santos is eight thousand feet. So compare that to Boulder, Colorado, or Denver, which is at about five thousand feet. So um, it's definitely something that you experience the first thing when you step out of the bus. You're already short of breath, and you're wondering what's going on. So um, very high elevation, beautiful setting in in surrounding mountains. Um, you're pretty much level with the clouds. So really beautiful scenery. Um, there's a lot of farming that happens up there. Um, so it's uh, definitely a very beautiful environment to to be in. Um, the village itself, um, it's made out of kind of smaller subsets of villages that are scattered around in the in the mountains there. But we were, of course, in the city center and there was a hotel there um, where we stayed, which um, was actually very nice, um, much nicer than what I was told it would look like. So I was I was completely comfortable there. Um, and the setup of the clinic was in a, the gymnasium of the of the city. So or I should say of the village. So the gymnasium is just one big room, and that's where we set up our surgical tables, which were just regular old um, wooden tables that we converted into surgical tables. Um, and then we also had a bunch of tables set up for the vaccine clinic. Um, everything was very well organized and laid out um, using kind of just chairs to show people which way they should you know, come in and where they should line up. Um, and everything ran very smoothly in that way. So with, with very little... Uh, materials you can you can definitely do it do a whole lot so that was very cool to see and these are all owned pets of the villagers and surrounding villages that are coming are they making them aware that this is happening during this one week period and this is their shot to huh, their shot to get shots <laughs> yep. uh, and they are all coming in and getting this done during the course of the week and yeah. then it will all be broken down and it will happen again annually right. there yeah so we have um a, a person up there who helps us out a ton his name is andres and he he speaks spanish english as well as the indigenous language of mom which is what most people up there speak and he works very hard in the months prior to us coming to make people aware of what's going on um when we're going to be there how they can sign up for spays and neuters and vaccines um, so everything is very well organized to have people come at certain times, just like appointment times um, in those in those five days that were there. So from a gringo like me, um, this might be kind of a stupid question, but I've done a lot of international travel, not to South America per se. But are there what is the stray dog population there are there a lot of stray dogs around in this area and is there anything going on with them either with the organization in general or during this week that you're there Mm -hmm. so that's a good question so um it's a little bit different in the way that other cultures other countries own dogs so obviously in america most of our own dogs they sleep in our bed you know they're they're like our children they spend all their time in the house or maybe in the immediate backyard um, but in other countries, a lot of owned dogs um, are owned, but they're roaming the streets during the day and or the night. Um, you know, they don't receive a lot of veterinary care because there's not a lot of access. Um, for example, in Toto Santos, the nearest veterinarian is about an hour drive away. Um, and that's very far for people who don't really have vehicles um, to take their dogs you know, to the nearest vet. 
So it's it's really access that's the problem in this village um, and just the way culturally that dogs are owned in the sense that they don't sleep in the houses, you know, they're they're more kind of roaming. And of course, uh, you, when you're walking around the village, you see a lot of packs of dogs and it's unclear whether they're owned or not because they don't wear collars. Um, sometimes we, we think it's a stray dog, but it actually does have a, a whole family that takes care of it. Um, but it, it's kind of an ambiguous line. Sometimes you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. And I know in in my t- in my time in India, there was a f- not a very large range of the type of dog that you were seeing. A lot of them kind of looked like you know the, the same kind of mutt yeah. dog. Is that similar there in Guatemala, where you're similar? Yes, but I was actually also very surprised to see a couple of golden retrievers running around, hmm. um, a couple of poodles running around. Hmm. So. Um, when we spoke to some of the owners, we found out that some of them actually do purchase their animals. A surprising amount do go buy animals from pet shops. Um, so they have they have certain breeds of dogs that they like. We saw some pit bulls. Um, so, of course, the majority, they're, you know, pretty much just little mutts running around. Um, but it was surprising to see the, the kind of the variety of breeds that we saw as well. Oh, that's interesting. So now you are back. You have spent this 10 day, uh, brand new experience there. And where do you go from here with, um, this program or with vets international in general? So I'm definitely looking forward to going back next year and I'm hoping I can make this an annual trip. Um, it's so rewarding. And, you know, as, as I said, every year gets a little bit smoother. And this year we were actually able to do 226 surgeries and 732 vaccines in the course of five days. Um, and that was kind of a record for, 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 you know, this project. Um, so hopefully next year we can improve it even more and streamline things. Um, so I am looking forward to going back next year. Um, they also have projects in um, Chile as well as Thailand. Um, so probably not this year, but maybe sometime in the future. I'd, I'd love to get involved with those projects as well. So is is this going to be something where they have what month? What It took place in April, correct? In April. Okay, mm-hmm. so in July... They go to Thailand. Yeah, in the and summer they're like going that. exactly, and I think in June they're going to Chile, and then um, later on in the summer they're going to Thailand. And so, are they looking to expand their locations, or have have they been partnered with Gap uh, doing these three locations for a long time, and that's going to kind of be their roundabout? So Chile and Guatemala are the two places where the gap is involved. Thailand um, is, is not associated with the gap. That's solely a vets international endeavor. Um, and as the organization grows, they are hoping to also expand to Africa um, and, you know, work in those uh, uh, rural locations there with agriculture and um, provide assistance in that way. Um, but for now, it's those three locations. And again, it's a very new organization. It was founded in 2014. So as as things grow and as we get you know more fundraising going, um, then we can expand to more locations. So how can our listeners and our clients and even us here in the hospital, how can we help? How can we get involved? How can we do anything for the organizations? So the website is a great resource to see, one, how, how can you get involved? How can you donate? Um, how, 
Um, you know, what can you do if you if you don't have, for example, money to donate, but you still want to help? Um, the website is called veterinariansinternational.org. Um, and there's a lot of resources on there, like you can donate air miles um, so that we can, you know, help with um, just moving people around to these projects, um, etc. So there's lots of ways to get involved. Um, and over the next year, um, we will be hosting more fundraising events here um, and we'll, we'll be brainstorming some ideas as to what we can do to help raise more money for them. Cool. So we are very proud that you were able to tap into this and extend. We're very big in the hospital here with doing community outreach and doing things for our local community and for rescues, etc. But this is our first international jaunt. So we're very excited about it. And we're glad that you were able to stretch our reach out mm-hmm. a little bit. Me too. Yeah, it was a it was such an exciting experience. And, and hopefully next year we can even get one of our technicians involved too. Um, I know some of them have expressed some interest. So hopefully we can make this kind of an annual thing for us. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for coming in and telling us all about it. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun to, to chat about it. All right. Well, we will uh, go on to a regular episode next, but thanks for spending a few minutes with us talking about Vets International and how you can help out uh, across the globe. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you again for listening to this shorter little episode with our own Dr. Brahm discussing uh, Veterinarians International and her work that she was able to do with them in Guatemala. By the time that you are listening to this, you can actually go over to their website. Again, that's veterinariansinternational.org. And you'll be able to see the blog post that Dr. Brahm has written discussing her experience there a little bit in more detail, as well as some photos that will be there on the blog. And uh, she wanted to make sure that we thanked all of you who were able to uh, donate to the cause uh, before this last trip. We had a lot of our clients participate in the bake sale that took place here in our animal hospital, as well as just donating some funds literally into the jar in our lobby. So we wanted to thank all of you for your uh, contributions, your support and participation with that. It, it really truly is something kind of unique that we have never been able to do from our animal hospital before. And we're interested to see uh, where that goes moving forward in the coming years. So thanks again for listening. And again, we will remind you, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Pet Talk Podcast by Alicia Pet Care Center. And please, We would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. All of that helps us get a larger listenership than just our clients. And that enables us to get more topics and questions brought to us, which will make the podcast all the more rich and full of information that will benefit everybody. So Pet Talk Podcast, we also have our own website, PetTalkPodcast.com, which will house all the podcast episodes in case you are not an iTunes user. You'll be able to check them out through there. If you use an Android smartphone, you can use Stitcher to find us. If you use your own iPhone, you may not even know. There's an app on your phone that is already on there that's purple and says podcasts, and you can search for us through that. And you can subscribe and listen to all of our episodes through your app there. 
Also, just on all of our social media, Facebook, Alicia Pet Care Center, and we are APCC Vet on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and we would love to have you all participate with us on there and get involved with the Animal Hospital and our social media. So thanks again for listening. We look forward to hearing from all of you soon. If you have an email that you want to drop to us, you can send it through the website or wecare at mypetsdoctor.com. That's wecare at mypetsdr.com. Thanks again, and we'll have a new episode for you soon. Bye.